I'm not answering that. Ooh. That's a smart answer. I'm, I'm not answering that. Hey, what, so, I looked them up. What's it called? I'm not answering that. Is that their name? <laughs> Welcome to another great episode of the On The Radar Podcast. This is the podcast that features music and artists and studio interviews with people coming to, through, and from the greater Midwestern areas. My name is Peapod. Hopefully you're having a great uh, time whenever you're listening to this. Uh, today it's a little chilly, uh, you know, mid-afternoon in November. Uh, we're starting to round out uh, 2019. It's been one hell of a year, like I said before, um, and we cannot wait for uh, 2020 and a lot of fun things. Uh, these guys who, uh, I, 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 they're very fun and they're from local uh, out here in Northwest Ohio in the Toledo area. By the way, we're at Bigfoot Studios. I should have introduced that. Uh, at first, it's Travis Kaiman, who uh, at the time of this recording is nicely engaged. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Beautiful. Woo! What a guy. Congrats, brother. Being married is actually super rad. I don't care what anybody fucking says. Being married is rad. <laughs> um, so uh, congratulations to him. But yeah, we're at Bigfoot Studios, and these guys are from Toledo, Ohio. Uh, have dropped uh, some major good music in 2019. Uh, we have a couple of the members of the band Eerie Point today. Uh, gentlemen, good uh, good afternoon. How are we doing? Good. All right. Good. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for offering us uh, uh, the champagne of beers. Always. Uh, with some Miller High Life, not a sponsor, oh, yeah. but you know, hey, Van Heiser Bush wants to shout <laughs> us out. You know, we we're, we're drinking you today, uh, and uh, thank you for the nice koozies and the nice uh, uh, gifts. No, yeah, very we're, nice. We're old school, man. You know, if you come yeah. come to a new place, you better have you know better have an offering. So that's very um, nice. That's uh, 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 Papa Peapod would be very proud of that. Uh, he he was always that type of person, and we would go somewhere new, and he always would bring something. So it's nice. it's very nice. Cool. Um, take a moment, introduce yourselves, and tell us what you do in the band. I'm Chase. I play rhythm guitar, um, and. I write some of the songs. Many of the songs. Uh, you know, a fair share. He's, he's a lot of the soul of the band. My name's Steve. I'm the lead singer. I play harmonica, a little bit of guitar here and there, uh, acoustic and electric, and I write some of the music as well. Hey, my name is Ryan. I am the lead guitar player for the band, and I occasionally write a song or two. Yeah, Wicked Ways. Wicked Ways yeah, is a great yeah. song. That's a song, Run. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's the song. He's uh, he's also our, <laughs> we, like we talked earlier, you know, mm-hmm. people out about a lot of the DIY stuff. Ryan's the mastermind behind the the mixing and mm-hmm. and then that stuff. You know, we're all yeah. we've been so DIY these last two and a half years, um, mm-hmm. over at Audio Matrix, and he's the he's the guy to talk to to make it sound good. Oh, nice. So you run your own studio? No. So okay. Gentleman, I'm familiar with from the University of Toledo, where I went to undergrad for my jazz degree. Right. Um, he owns that studio downtown Toledo, oh, okay. in the Davis Building, and cool. I work there as a, you know, off and on intern, semi part time employee. I know that's really vague, but mm-hmm. 
essentially I get keys to the studio and I can use it whenever I want. So I was able to go in there, recorded our album, mm -hmm. both of our EPs there, doing everything that we need more or less at rehearsal space. Cool. I, it's always cool, and uh, we talked about it a little bit, but while we're situ uh, while, while we're getting us situated, that um, the rise of DIY is something that a lot of bands have been doing as of late. Whether it's you know putting on DIY shows, you know recording in house and mixing and mastering mm -hmm. themselves, and a lot of times that sometimes it, the product comes out just as good, if not better, than you know paying somebody thousands and thousands of dollars with stuff. I mean, you know Travis and Pat are good, hardworking men, and they they do this for a living, and they they put out some phenomenal stuff and that's why we work with them um but why do you think a lot of bands are moving into that more that diy and just like trying to struggle yourself is it because you think the music industry nowadays is just so overwhelming and it's just so many hoops you got to jump through that it's better to just cut the middleman i'd say two reasons money and again money but yeah, it's, it's i would cheaper. say affordability <laughs> or lack thereof but also the uh it's, I mean, it's, it's at the, it's at your fingertips. I mean, if you can, if you basically can have a laptop, we make the joke all the time. If you got a laptop and a mic, you can be a DJ or you can have a drummer right in the mix. You can have guitar, you can have beats as long as you can, you know, you know as long as you know what you're doing, mm -hmm. you can ba essentially have a whole band right at your, at your fingertips, do it a lot cheaper. And the technology is just so nice now. It's, you know, you're getting for a thousand dollars and this thing of pro tools, you're getting at your fingertips, which you would be getting if you're paying, you know, $800 for eight hours in the studio, which right. we have, yeah, <laughs> I mean, single. we've done it both, you know, <laughs> so we've, we've liked the product that we put out ourselves. I think you, it may be a little less pressure because it's, if it's a space you're familiar with and if you're doing it, like we write a lot of our songs out of our bedrooms. I mean, how many songs we have, we've written at the foot of the bed, you know? So I All think if, mine, if, I yeah, think. if you have a comfort zone and that helps you write better songs, uh, you're also not a victim to maybe, I don't know, it's catch 22, I won't say a victim of, but you have sort of a deadline you got to set. If you, if you do it yourself, you may not put a deadline on it, so you may just kind of drag on, drag on. Mm -hmm. But if you have somewhere where you're paying for the time, you better show the hell up and you better put something good out. You know, you got to, you kind of, kind of show out. It's definitely like the, that, you know, you can either be comfortable and still put something out or you can be very stressed out, but that, that can work towards your advantage. It's all from an artist to artist uh, perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, don't, I, yeah, I want to say you shouldn't be too comfortable though, because I think that especially if you're trying to write certain songs in a certain, that encompasses a certain genre, I think that'll show in your music. If you're trying to write songs with a little bit of heartbreak in there, but you're sitting in a recliner and you got a glass of wine and you're super just, you know, chilling. It's mm -hmm. like, I think that that shows through in your music. If you're a little uncomfortable, you can feel that. It's why the blues is so good. And you got to have the blues to play the blues. So Right. Well, Eerie Point is kind of like that, you know, that kind of what I've been listening to a little bit, kind of that borderlines between that like folk and maybe a little bit of jam band, yeah. a little yeah. bit of blues. Yeah. It's yeah. like... When forming this band, was that something that you all like floated to, or was just like when you all finally got all the pieces together? Uh, that's yeah. what you ended up performing. I well, as. a lot of our songs came. I think uh, some of them were well, like for me, they were written before Ear Point even existed. Yeah. So a lot of it was us coming together. Like you were at Hotel Bathroom before Erie Point was long before, thing. yeah. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of it was us just coming together and like here's what I have to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and everybody. That's what I really love about the band is everybody brings something different. But everybody in this band, 
and, and not to talk it up, but I mean, I, everybody can write a good song. And I think that's tough. Usually maybe you have one, maybe two guys. And luckily Chase and I live so close to each other that we at least once a week just sit down, play guitar, have some beers and, and knock some, knock some songs out. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if nothing really accumulates at the time, it, we can kind of go back to it later. But Ryan will just show up one day and go, hey, check us out. And he's got so much, you know, training classically. And like I said, he's a, a, um, a jazz major or was a jazz major at UT. So he brings a lot more of the structure mm-hmm. to the band. You know, we have a, a definitely a spectrum. So it's like Ryan's over here and Chase is all the way over here. Yeah, and we're completely opposite very, when it comes to writing a song. And it sounds great when it comes together, though. And then, then yeah. you have kind of me and Dan meet a little bit more in the middle. But I'll, like yeah. I said, I'll bring a song. Chase will bring a song. And it kind of just whatever it stems from. And, you know, Chase writes yeah. a little bit more. We always joke about how everybody I can. I don't write at all. Though. Well, we, we would make a joke that you can, you know, everybody wants to play rock, but can you roll? You know, Chase is the roll. I like that, band. actually. You know, everybody rocks, but can you roll? Um, Chase yeah. is definitely the roll in the band. Uh, like I said, Ryan's the structure. Dan knows how to play the right notes on the bass. He's not trying to do anything fancy. But it sounds good. He does a great job of bridging yeah. whatever drummer is going to play with yeah. us. We Ryan will never bring have a, song. a set drummer. But. Ryan will bring a song to the table, and when he brings it, nine times out of the ten, it's completely done. To where it's like, oh, wow. here's I want you to play this, and this is how the song goes. Here's the bridge, and it's this many measures. When I, play a, when I write a song, it's like, I got the first verse, and here's the riff. This is what we're going to do. Do whatever you want to do with it. This is, you know, it's wide open. Yeah, I got a riff, I got a <laughs> yeah. verse, and then a chorus, which is probably the yeah. same same changes yeah. as the riff. And then they're like, well, where's the bridge? Where's the next verse? I'm like, ah, yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to show you before I keep writing on it. I'm so. that three-chord bad cat. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan will show up here all, all over the place. All right, I got this. And it'll just play it all the way through. And we're like, Ryan, were you up all night? Jesus dude? Christ. <laughs> like, you have a, it's done. It's composed. And he'll probably have it all written out and note by note. It's like on a napkin or whatnot. <laughs> Legitimately. Shovel, yeah. but I think the first like three songs we started writing were all on like pieces of half-torn paper and part of a napkin. And Wow. I think, uh, I think I, you wrote out. Uh, musically, you wrote out uh, artificial things one yeah. time, which is funny because it's two chords. <laughs> the whole thing is just like the same thing over and over. over. Two chord king. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's just it's nice, you know. I have a little more folk influence. I was a huge Bob Dylan fan growing up. That's when I started playing more acoustic guitar. Um, but back in you know uh, the mid early two thousands, I started playing guitar, and I was like ten, eleven. So punk and you know, you're going to play songs that you can play. It's, right. it's, it's easy to learn how to play a bar chord. Right. You know, and you're already at that teenage angst. So yeah. I just want to beat the shit out of this thing. And no, 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 let's play some Offspring. You know, let's yeah. figure that out. Um, Turn the distortion on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then I started kind of getting in more soul stuff and a little more into songwriting. And I like Bruce Springsteen and man. that sort of stuff. And then when I met Chase and actually uh, in a very short stint in a previous band, um, and that's really where I met. Chase was in, it was kind of from that band through a yeah. friend, our buddy yeah. Squirm. Yeah, and, your buddy uh, Squirm. Yeah, oh, yeah, we got a buddy Squirm. Yeah. Right. I live Squirm. with him. All right, and exactly what's his real what name? you're thinking what is, is what he is. Okay, <laughs> Jake Zerniak is his name. Okay. We call him Zern. We call him Squirm. But if you if you met him, you're like, oh yeah, that's a Squirm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's good. So he, I met Chase through him. Uh, we started playing in Chase's loft. Uh, at his dad's house and Jeff, man, yeah. shout out to Jeff, our, our probably longest, biggest fan ever. I, we wouldn't be doing it now if, it, if he wouldn't yes. let us come and yeah. drink and be loud in his loft. Oh man, we would close the bar down and go back to my house, well, my dad's house. Yeah. 
and his bedroom was right next to the, the loft, the balcony. Uh, dude, drums. I mean, I'm talking like as loud as you can pretty much go. And, and don't think we're talking like, oh, they got this big, nice house. No, it, this loft is from that door to that door. I it's know you very, guys at home It's very see. small. It's, yeah, and we got a Oh, drummer. I don't come from money, dog. <laughs> <laughs> None of us do. Eerie, baby. Eerie. But uh, yeah, we started doing that there, and then uh, I was politely, I guess, asked to leave. And then, oh yeah, we uh, kicked him out. Yeah, kicked dog, him I out was kicked out of the van. Um, so that was funny. But uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. No, kick you didn't. Out. Yeah, you uh, you politely just didn't answer your phone, which I. <laughs> I didn't know what to say, man, because like we're at the time. Okay, so in the in the old band, uh, so he was the singer tentatively, mm-hmm. and um, tentatively. we were we were um, we were at the time we we're in between spots, so we we're practicing either at my dad's house or we we're practicing somewhere else, and so it came time for practice, and the bass player wanted to sing and play bass, and he said either I'm going to sing and play bass or I'm getting out of the band. And, dude, I'm from Erie, Michigan, so we don't have bass players just hanging around, you know? So it's like either... It's like Toledo and drummers, it seems like. Oh, we'll talk about that. Don't get us started on drummers. (laughs) Oh, buddy. But so, like, it was either... It was like an ultimatum. Like, either we... Basically, the band's over if he decides to leave, or we have him sing and play bass. So that means we got to get rid of this Yeah, and and, and I understand. They've all been friends since they were in diapers, you know, yeah. basically. Right. And, and I um, didn't want to get a, I didn't want to kick you out. It's all right, buddy. It's, it, was, it was for the and, better. But he knew me, so he was calling me like, hey, uh, where, 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 are we going to your house to practice or are we going to the new location? And I just booked and, our first uh, show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at my phone, and it's like three missed calls, and it's like we're practicing at 8 o'clock, and it's like, you know, 7.50, and it's like, fuck. <laughs> I gotta, he keeps oh, calling God. me because he wants to know where to go. Right. Like, are we going to your parents' house? Or we, you know, so I finally answered, and I was like, "Hey, man, you know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> it didn't sound good, right? You're out yeah, of the, you're do, out of the band. Yeah, Deuce answers. He's like, ah, hey, man, actually, uh, yeah. you're not gonna be practicing all at my either shit location. loaded up in the front room. I mean, I know you think everybody probably thinks and this is how it is now, but singers don't have much to do other than you got to carry mm-hmm. a mic around. But I had. You know, my two stacks I would bring for the vocals. I had my board and everything. You know, he didn't have any of that at his house. So I had all this stuff loaded up in, in the front, and it's snowing outside. I'm just like, we doing this? We doing this? And I just knew. I was like, all right, yeah. Actually, you know what? I've never brought this up before, yeah. but um, it seemed... Were you crying? <laughs> Did you cry? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I thought, yeah, I thought I heard let me, you crying. Let me ask no, you seriously. Are you crying? Oh, were you crying? God, no, I had something in my eye. No. no um, <laughs> we were cooking onions and yeah. pepper. No, and I, was, I, I swear to God, I thought I thought I heard a little whimper. I was finished. And that would have been totally cool because if I would have got kicked out of the band, I'd probably be crying a little bit. I was already, at that point... I was pissed about it, but I was more like, dude, I'm finishing up my bachelor's right now, and my stress level's at an all-time high, so I literally didn't have more than 10 minutes to think about it. I think I just bitched to my loving mother uh, about it. and Beautiful lady. Beautiful lady. Way. Got the best parents of all time. Greg and Linda, shout out to them. But mm-hmm. uh, just kind of bitched to them, and like, yep, okay, and then moved on, and now we're here. So I'm glad it happened. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, And, and then I ended up getting brought in again by... Again, squirms like, hey, I heard they're playing again, and and they're, we had this <laughs> abandoned house over in Temperance, 
and not abandoned, but abandoned I mean, dude, house. Mike Marshall lived there, so it's basically yeah. abandoned. So he, there's no furniture, there's nothing. It's a nice house. Don't he lives get me in wrong. Houses. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. So there's no furniture, no couches. There's there's like there's like three beds on the ground in this house, and I just come in one day. Because they apparently, you know, Ryan was singing, and God love him, but he's a much better guitar player. And they're like, hey, we, we need a singer. That's nicely so, put. So I showed up, and I'm like, oh, shit. This is okay, cool. This house is like literally just for music. Mm-hmm. So there's a piano there or an organ or whatever, and then it's just nothing but amps and instruments. And then it just hit from the first you know, point. That's you know how what's I met funny? Dan, our it's- bass player, wasn't here, and that's how I met Ryan, and... So I didn't think you know, it's crazy how much like it makes sense that you'd be the lead singer because Dan knows you. And but I, I barely you. knew Dan. I hung out with Dan like one time, our bass player. I oh, really? You know, yeah. Apparently he frequented Dan, at the Ore House a lot, but I went to the Ore House too and I never seen him. Like it was like Mike was like, you'll know him when you see him. Yeah. And I was like, I still don't know what this For is. For those of you, you know, at home, the Ore House is a, is a local bar in our, in our neighborhood, neck of the woods over in Point Place, Toledo. But that's where we all, you know, that's our little watering hole. We all get together. It's a nice and, joint. It's a nice joint. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, you've been there? Yes. That's where oh, we started beautiful. playing too. That's where we had our first, you know, we started doing cover music and just to kind of, you know, get our feet wet. And we started, like any band, you know, practicing in a, in a garage, you know, when it's late spring, early, you know, June, just dying that year. It was it was hot, 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 hot summer. And it was, you know, 95 degrees. I remember mm-hmm. we were... Well, was this like last year, two years this ago? This was probably like three, three years, years ago. ago. Okay. Was, I, re- it, I think I remember. Yeah, it was yeah. hot. And I remember our first show, we had to play uh, the day before I had to help a, a group of buddies. We had to... God, I hated it. We had to roof my buddy's house, oh. and I had I've roofed plenty of houses, you know, with an old, with another old <laughs> Dude, friend. Dude, how many houses have you roofed? I would say twelve. Twelve yeah. houses. That's twelve say, more than I have. Though. It's yeah. the worst. And I always say <laughs> after I finished the house, I'd be like, "This is the last house." And I was always just a grunt. Yeah, this is the last time I'm doing. It. It's the last time I do it. I had a buddy, the firefighter, and he was just a, a machine, like love and death, which is a bitch to work for. And just did no breaks, never stopped. Oh. Fuck, let's go, fuck, let's go. And so it was Dan? So, yeah, our bass player, we call him Dad for a reason. Um, <laughs> He's the dad of the band. Oh, dude. There's always one. Dude, he needed, though. Like I said, it's the spectrum. We need Ryan and Dan to kind of grab me mm-hmm. and chase by the hair and the lack thereof that I have and just kind of grab by the along. ear come here yeah. come on yep. Buddy. Yep. he's he's nodding so, yeah yeah that's secondary here Dan in my head right now but, <laughs> but yeah we started playing at the or house and it kind of just went from there like I said cover gigs to us trying to make some money to to then you know DIY get better equipment and then we got better equipment and then we got you know better and then we we got a new drummer and he he worked out great my buddy Brent um, who actually is from Waterville right. um but then he came with us and we started kind of sneaking in originals into the cover mix but it's a pain in the ass you know the the loadout and the load up you know it's you're playing a three-hour gig and you're playing songs that aren't your own so it's hard to it's really hard to have passion in that and at least that's my opinion i think that we no, are, that's a fair opinion you know, like a lot of people have shared that like they've done the cover route to mm-hmm. to the money's there the money is there the restaurant route you're you know more or yeah. less a live you know live entertainment for the stuff yeah. it's and it's yeah. good money but at the same time like you know a lot of musicians like it's the passion there. It's like, yeah, can I? I, yeah. I want to start showing off my stuff, and yeah. it's very hard to give people like mm-hmm. you know, oh, check out this new band. People don't yeah. care. People no, want to hear what they already know. Some originals, yeah. No, and it's and it's Toledo, so people want to hear what they want to hear, and they want you yeah. to sing it the way they heard it on the radio. But I think 
people sometimes don't know what they want. And I think when you st we started playing covers and we, what we did is when we got better, we started playing them our own way. Mm -hmm. So then we made them our own and people were like, oh, I like the way you play it. It's a little different. Right. So then we started doing that with all our songs. And then we started playing, you know, we'd have one set of just originals once we had, you know, seven, eight songs written. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, we made enough money to buy new equipment. Then we started, you know, got a hold of Cody. God, I love him. Love that guy over at Innovation. Give him a shout out. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, Sizemore, you know, we kind of got a hold of him and, and we've become really close with him over the last couple of years. And he's been booking us at, you know, slowly but surely at Ottawa Tavern and then Frankie's and, and then, you know, and then at Civic, you know, yeah. which was the biggest stage we played on. Um, yeah. And then once we went that route, we're like, well, we've made enough money to buy our own shit and start traveling. Now let's not do these three hour cover gigs anymore. Let's just get serious about writing our own music because now people are going to know us as a, as a cover band. And then when you play originals, they're like, wait, I thought you guys were a cover band. We're like, well, we're whatever we want to be, man. We'll, we'll play whatever. But, you know, then we were like, okay, we got to make, we can't play cover shit anymore. We got to, we'll, we'll do, you know, a two hour gig for an event. We're all about right. playing for charity. We played for quite a few of those. Um, but, you know, we'll do nothing more probably than a two hour gig and, and we'll play half and half, you know, and, and do it that way. And just maybe for some extra cash or we've got to fund this goddamn single that we recorded <laughs> in Cleveland. Telling me you would be crazy 
thing is like with all that that pushing of of original music you were finally dropped earlier this year local fame mm-hmm. um and then uh yeah, just February. couple yes uh, and then a couple months back uh you just dropped the new single i ain't the one yes and that's the that's the newest one mm-hmm. yeah uh, um and i really I, like local fame is very good but like i heard mm-hmm. i heard uh i ain't the one and i'm just like you know okay it's now different. now i definitely got some balls behind I, it, it does it does yeah. like local fame had that like and that's where i got to kind of like the folky jam band yeah type. yeah, yeah. Well, and it's really cool. It's very like chill out, relax, like yeah, good music. Yeah, just telling yeah. you about the good old days. But then I ain't the one. Like you hit, you went hard. Yeah, you went yeah, like yeah. harder than I that I've heard. That I think that well for okay. So I wrote the initial rip. and that came out of organ pedal. Yeah, and I have a pog too. It's a it's like an organ sounding. So when I put a distortion on it, it gave it like an organ. That really didn't come out in this in the actual recording of it. 
because I think um, after we messed around with it a little bit, we changed it and it turned into a little bit more of a distortion than it is an organ. Okay. So you can't really hear it that much in the single, but when it started out, when we were messing around with it, it was pretty much just distorted organ, mm -hmm. like dominant. Mm -hmm. But that riff just came, I think, out of just frustration of like, okay, yeah. we got to come up with something new. We need a, we need a, we need a, a new song. Right. Yeah. So that was, I think, the first thing that I was just like, all right. Are we allowed to cuss on here? Yeah, absolutely. I said, all right, fuck it. And then I just went, da -da 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 -da. you know what I mean? Like, let's get back to the fucking basics. Let's yeah, right. not try to be Jimmy Page writing some fucking masterpiece. Right. Let's just do something fucking, let's just do something that right. I mean, like coming out with a brand new, like new, new kids on the black, uh, not the band, but like new kids, you know, on the scene and everything mm -hmm. and a new first album come out with 10 songs is it's quite an accomplishment right off the okay. bat. Well, that was, like I said before, that was like a, a coming together of like, you know, everybody like us five kind of yeah. met up and was like, okay, what do you have? What do you have? So the, a lot of that. So it's like putting everything on the table and yeah. seeing what's. Yeah. That's why yeah. you get like, if you listen to local fame, it's got a lot of different like genres. It really. does. I mean, it's got, it's got like four different genres I, in it. It's just because it's five different people coming together with their own songs. It's like a musician's band. Yes, yeah. and I've always wanted to do that with an album. You know, everybody always, kind of, well, does it sound like, what, what genre are we? What, you know, what box are we going to put ourselves in? And right. sometimes I think that that's, it's good, it's but also it's yourself. kind of, it's bad because, yeah, you limit yourself and you're like, well, we're more of this sound. It's like, I don't want to be a jam band. I don't want to be a punk band. I don't want to be a folk band. I don't want to be doing something that just, you know, everybody else is doing it in this little niche. And I get that and that's fine. But sometimes, like you said, you limit yourself and as you're saying, yeah. you know, musicians coming together and kind of putting their own thing. That's why I love local fame. I always will because you can tell every song is different. You know, Dan wrote a song on the album. I got maybe two or three. Ryan's got two. Uh, Chase has got three or four. So it's like, and not, yeah. and it's a lot, I don't know, it's kind of like an analogy for life. Not every song is just one person Damn, too. It's tying that into life. It's dog. like, you can't just say, oh, it's just one thing. Like it, it, it's an encompassment of many different feelings over a longer period of time. And, you know, one verse might be somebody's, but you know, one lick in there may, somebody may have said, Hey, try this. Okay. And then someone went over and goes, Hey, let's try this piano and put a little oboe in there. Or let's, yeah. uh, Hey, let's try this way. Cause the way Chase is going to bring it and sing it, I'm going to sing it totally different. When I first do it, I try to sing it the way, maybe a little closer to him. And then he goes, what the fuck are you doing? And he just, <laughs> like what? He goes, why are you trying to sing like me? You don't start it's like, quit uh, trying to sing like, like me. It's like Prince trying to do ACDC. It's like, it's just, it's not going to, it's, you can't I'm do what I'm doing. I'm just trying to like picture that, that. And that just sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. Like, oh, no, like, <laughs> how'd that go again? <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't do That's it. Our least singer, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we, we have that recorded. I hope We're so. We're going to keep that. Uh, do they just <laughs> RP make, that a sound, make that a sound bite for the, the beginning of the of all your episodes. Oh, now. my God. But that's also, I didn't even think of maybe till just now. It's also got to put a lot of shit on Ryan, too, because he's got to sit there and try and mix all these songs a lot of times. We would just go there for, we're all about morale. We're all about trying to keep the morale up for the band, you know, Half of us played in sports, so you know we're all about being a team player. Shit, Dan was in the military and served, oh, wow. served two tours. Two tours, Dan. I said it. I said it for it. Um, Go Dan. Afghanistan and Iraq. So he's all about keeping morale up and and being what's best mm -hmm. for the band. But Ryan, you know, he's he likes to get and he locks in. I've never seen anybody 
lock in like Ryan, man. When he when he has something on his mind, whether he's hanging curtains or hanging blinds up in the fucking studio. Yeah. When we're when we show up, try to record a song, and we're like, oh, Dave made Ryan hang blinds today. Okay, well yeah. that's cool. Ryan we're, locks we're in for so free, hard. So. Right. <laughs> and then he'll go right over, and he has to mix, you know, three different songs that are in three yeah. different genres, and it's like. It's a lot of hats, and I don't really enjoy doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I much prefer being able to be a musician, since that's where my background is really right. at. But I do like it, and I guess it's a nice tie-in to all the way back to the topic we talked about. You know, This is the democratization of music, and our band yeah. represents that kind of democracy. There's no, We all take a different leadership role in the band, mm-hmm. and that's kind of nice, yeah. so we don't have to really worry about uh, a democracy under dictatorship. Yeah. Well, Dan's most, a little authoritative. But that, that's is different, that though. That's different, though. But Dan's is because Dan has a great outlook, and that's why me and Dan butt heads the most. You gotta love him. Uh, but it's because we. It's always about the band, though. It's never I this, I that. It's always what is best for mm-hmm. the band. Okay, did you put the party above the band? Yeah, it's cool, rock and roll, whatever. But it's don't walk that line of being a cliche either. It's like, oh, yeah, you showed up to practice and you had some beers, or did you get drunk and it was a it was a shitty time, or why didn't you get this done? Why didn't you email this person? Or, you know, it's never me, me, me. It's always, you know, us. It has to be about the band is a, is a living, breathing unit. And that's really tough, especially with five, five guys, really, you know. Five grown men with jobs. Yeah, not <laughs> careers. I mean, yeah. so we would try to balance that. But like, you know, like Ryan's saying. That's why I asked you, uh, what's, your, what's your normal demographic of age? Right. Like, is it a lot of... Do you get a lot of kids that are like twenty? No, we 19, get we and and, and, I've, and don't I, have jobs. We, he asked this before we started, but I'll I'll put it on the podcast. Uh, it, he asked like the range of guests that we've had age wise, and like we've done everything from like kids to me kids. I'm 33, so like anybody who's like just into just turned 21, like you're a kid. Yeah, to me. that's true. Um, so we've done like under like we we've ranged between like I think the average. If I take all the guests, it would be anywhere from like mid 20s to mid 30s. That makes me feel a little more comfortable. Yeah, I feel like we're getting old as a band to where it's almost getting to the point. It's like, what are you doing, man? I mean, you're, we had you're 28 we, we've had and you're still trying to do. We've this? had bands. We've had bands that are everybody in the band. Like um, uh, a couple episodes back, we had a band called Stalemate out of Cleveland. Mm. They were signed to Head to Wall Records after their you know first EP they put out, and uh, they three out of the four people in the band are all dads. So oh, like wow. they're yeah. all like yeah. and they all have full time jobs and the uh, the late singer is a is a solo musician himself and a you know lead singer of the band and he's a teacher as well and everything mm. like. It, it, there's no age appropriate time to start a band. People want to put out music. They want to put out music. And like yeah. we've spoke about before earlier, like now it's more than ever. Anybody can put out music Yeah, and you can put it out on Spotify. You can put it out on yeah. Bandcamp. You can put it out on all these, the, these you know, yeah. SoundCloud. You can put it out on all these, you know, networks. Um, but what's going to stand you out from all the rest, from all the white noise that the, that music is nowadays uh, that can be is how do you perceive yourself at shows? How do you perceive yourself as a band? Yeah. Uh, you know, how much work are you putting into work? And also work? uniqueness yes. is, is the thing. You well, got to be unique. Miles There's so Davis, many bands baby. doing all the same shit. It's hard. It's hard out there. There is yeah. more genres and subgenres and sub yeah, subgenres yeah. nowadays. And there's more opportunities. We have supercomputers right. in our hands that That's... we can find out all the music. And while great, and in connecting people, it's also terrible because yeah. of connecting people. Yeah. What's your thoughts on like the voice and like American Idol and stuff, that kind of singer? <sighs> okay. So 
there is a there is a place for a lot of that. Um, it's hard to get your name out there. Yeah. Um, yes, I say that like a like look at the people on American Idol. Maybe a good fraction Dude, of the Kelly people, Clarkson. That's yeah, that people. that like uh, that Karen have busted out Daughtry. that have become natural, yeah. like yeah. natural. And Daltrey didn't even win it. Yeah, he got. So stacked. like, it's better to not win yeah. it sometimes. Like, like Crystal Bowersock, you know, she didn't win it, and she well, she ended up going down anything, to Nashville, yeah. not getting tied in. But fuck, she's still making music, and she recorded. I looked with, up her net worth. With, uh, not too what's long his ago, name? Uh, Muddy Waters, or yeah. So we interviewed a girl named Madeline Finn, and she was on the most recent incarnation of American Idol, like. The one with like Katy Perry as the judge or oh, whatever, yeah. Yeah. you know, and she and she didn't make it that much. Um, we had a pre- previous guest that's currently playing on The Voice right now, Max Boyle. Max, Max Boyle's a great yeah, guy. He's a great dude. Oh my god! Just he's, talked yeah. to him last weekend. We were having a beer. Such with him. a nice dude. I like, went to Central with him, and had, I was friends with his older brother. Yeah. and they're all, all all the Boyles are great. We uh, we we interviewed him uh, on a live. Ver- we did we tested out a live version, so mm-hmm. he was performing at the casino yeah. at our local casino. Yeah, and uh, we did a live recording on there. Yeah, uh, it, it kind of fell hard on his face just because we ran into like technical issues but like it sounded good and he was such a nice dude and he's incredibly and, and nice so, and he's Polite. an incredible singer yeah. and Very so like great. Yeah. all of all of our support goes to him and his journey right now so yeah, I feel here. like his voice is beautiful it, it, oh god absolutely it is. Oh, yeah. I feel like there are like that's the same it's like it's like reality television show at the end yeah. of the day if you become famous because your first outlet was on a reality show but from there is how you perceive yourself, right. how you come off right. of it. If you don't right. jump on the opportunity uh, and everything, if that encompasses your whole entire career, then I feel like it's just pointless. But if you use it as kind of a step, a stepping stone of like, you know, hey, I kind of got my name out as there by should. doing this. Yeah. But I have done all of these things. I've performed with mm-hmm. these people. I've, you right. know, I think it's everything. There's no right or wrong way to get into the business. Yeah. But there is, it's porn? just, uh, well, that's a different business. <laughs> I, I made a joke a couple episodes ago that like this band should put their music out on uh, as background as porn music. And, oh uh, and they, they just, they just howled on that that's one. Funny. So, um, but I, I feel like that it's all part of the story. It's all part of the journey. It's all so, how you make of it. Now, would you agree with me with this, with this uh, saying here? Uh, I don't think any one of my top five favorite Singers would have even made it past the first round on American I Idol. I agree. Matt Schultz, first one I think of. Matt Schultz, Schultz at my favorite Jack band. White, probably our favorite Mick Jagger. band as I don't a think band. he would have made it past the first round. No, no. <laughs> you know I, I mean, mean, and it's all it's all also time period as well. Like yeah. musicians yeah. nowadays, yeah. it's 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 harder to get their name out there. And it's places like, you know, either local jobs or like local coverage or, you know, uh-huh. regional coverage like we do. Like it's, it's, it's all part of trying to get the name out there because yeah. you go yeah. on Spotify and you can type in three letters oh. and it's literally a list of bands yes. that, and songs. And you're just like, uh-huh. everybody's a musician. You know? yeah, yeah. Everybody can be a musician, but it's who can actually be a musician who's just kind of playing music. Well, like Miles yeah, Davis exactly. said, you know, every, everybody... He's talking about being a musician. And I'll ch- I'm going to butcher it. And I'll chase told me the quote, but he's, he said, you know, playing and it's not about necessarily the note. You know, everybody can play the note, but 20% is the note. 80% is the motherfucker that plays the note and how he plays it and the soul I he agree. plays it with. I think that's a, that's a perfect yeah. representation of yeah. uh, musicians. Everybody can play an A chord, a G chord. Everybody can go, you know, G to C to, or G to D to C. 
and then it, and it's fine. It's but, also not yeah. necessarily the gear either. I've right. heard I've heard you know great music from people who had a you know like guitar that was passed down from you know a family member to people that spend thousands and thousands of dollars on the best pedals and mm-hmm. pedal boards, and the music can both come out the same. Yeah, I've exactly. ha- I've heard people who DIY their own and record the music, and it sounds great. And I've heard people that have paid so much money, yeah. and the music will sound great, but maybe the recording was okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I come from no money, right. so. I love the fact of picking up a shitty guitar mm-hmm. and using a shitty amp, Jack and, like no pedals, basically. Yeah. You know, I have pedals now, thanks to Ryan, because he forced me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just love that plug and play. I don't even fucking, I don't even know how to tune a guitar. You know what I mean? I can't tune it by ear. I could right. use a well, mechanical yeah. device. Right. And I've been playing for eight years, you know. But uh, yeah, I just love the whole fact of just plug and play. Fucking just banging out just, go, you know. just yeah. banging some pots and pans together sometimes or and some uh, of our songs sometimes uh, you just get a room with an echo we were we were kind of trying to see how natural we can kind of keep things and me and ryan went to the davis building when we were all there and i kind of went down to the bottom and he was at the top and i'm like hey see how this would sound if we're going to do like an acoustic thing and for those listening at home we're talking about a big stairwell yeah sorry yes. a big stairwell so i'm like down at the bottom of the stairwell <laughs> and i'm like okay we could do some claps or like we wanted to do like the beginning of a song we were me and Chase been writing called uh, East Side Strut. And I, we wanted kind of the, within that song and this narrative of, of you see this lady of the night walking Beautiful down the street. Beautiful poem about a, a well-kept woman. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. Well-kept woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's being facetious. But we wanted, like, to put heels on, or uh, you're not going to find it for me. I wear a 15, so it's, it's fitting <laughs> we're at Bigfoot Studio. Um <laughs> So we wanted to have like heels on or someone wear hard sole shoes and have, you can hear a click, 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 you know, coming up the stairs closer to the mic. So it's cool. It has an echo. It's natural sounding. It's not just something you can put on a computer, but also it's reaching the beginning of the song and it's kind of coming closer to you. It gives it a, at least a little more of that originality, just something different that can catch someone's ear. Me and Chase are firm believers of the most important part of a song is the first line or the first sound. You know what's gonna grab somebody's attention? What's gonna hook them? Well, in this day and age, that's what it needs to be. You have to, everybody. You know what I mean? Dude, people fucking you skip to the next to 15 song. Seconds. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. saying. That's one of the you things I've noticed hard. on all of our Bandcamp metrics. You know, that's the yeah. great thing about all this internet usage right. music is that you can see, you know, how many times people skip where they skip. Yeah. Um, oh, really? You can see oh, that. Oh, yeah. You can submit to playlists man. and stuff on like yeah. Submit Hub or, or Playlist Push or whatever. They even say, First do you, 10 seconds do you want feedback? It. And every time we're like, fuck your feedback. We want you to listen to the song for longer. So you can actually pick no feedback and then... The third one is like, play the song for 90 seconds. I'm like, shit, yeah, let's go. You got to listen to my song for a minute and a half. It's only three minutes long. We ain't writing, you know, we're not Zeppelin on live. We just got to just listen to 90 seconds of it. Because like we said, what the average attention span now is like a damn goldfish. Yeah, attention span is is rough nowadays. And that's why people are leaning more towards the single route. They're leaning more towards the EP route, which is not necessarily a bad idea. People... It, it is and it's not. Like, I'm a firm believer listening to an album front to back. Uh, but right. I also yeah. like the idea of, like, frequency of just... Oh, I'm good, thank you. Um, uh, frequency of a band that will... Uh, you know, they put on an EP, and then maybe about a year, a year and a half later, they, they put on another EP or put on a full album and everything. They keep... There's not long spans of wait. Well, it really mm-hmm. comes down to just timing and efficiency. I Absolutely. Mean, the days are gone of the you know 90s and early 2000s where you could get signed to a label. You can spend a year to two years in a studio like right. Ruby Park and drop half a million dollars on an album. No one's going to do that anymore no. because no. The, you know, the upfront capital investment in that type of song, that type of project, 
you're not going to see a return on it unless you're someone like Lincoln Park in that first mm -hmm. year. Yeah. If it's, yeah. you know, some weird hypothetical situation, that kind of thing happened to us, we'd probably not see any returns or royalties on that until like 50 years later. Yeah. Be just because of how it all gets split down. So being able to do your own singles, DIY it. You almost have to. Yeah. And that's why we've been going that way. Then it comes down to, I, for me, it's always about professionalism and passion. Yeah. You know, you when you present yourself to all these industry people, you have to come across as a business professional. Absolutely. That's what they expect. That's I agree. what they want. Because, you know, I mean... It's an investment. I, yeah. But I mean, how many times have you seen Cody post something on Facebook that's like, this is an email I actually got from someone asking to play a show and it's like, just no subject. Hey, can I play at your venue? Like, no, no information. Hey, nothing. I'm like, got any openings? Like, what, what are you supposed to do yeah. with that? Yeah. So, I try out of my way. Like, I don't like contacting other acts via Facebook. That's my last line of defense. I find mm -hmm. a press contact. I find a label. I find somebody. And right. then I send them a nice worded email of explaining who I am, what our process is, what do we do? Who do we work with? Our contact, things like that. And I try to keep it as much as professional as I can, both on personal and professional social media. Oh, for so, sure. So, yeah, like, it's, sure. it's you hard. know who yeah. I am. <laughs> I just, and sometimes we're so stretched for time, but, like, I, I send an email out, and a lot of times my, my, my computer took a shit, so I'll send it on my phone. And a lot of times I'm trying to proofread what I'm doing, and it's a screen this big. And, shit, I'm an English major. I should be able to oh, proofread God, my own yeah. goddamn emails. But then I'll get right away, I'll get a text from Ryan, proofread your fucking emails. Yeah, I've, I, oh, I, I hate, I hate doing that. Like at work, I'm like I'll, I'll send all this information out. I'm like, okay, good, it's good, to go. And then I look back at it, and like somebody else coming in is like, hey, I have a question. And they look at it, and I'm like, yep. fuck. That's why I put everything in the Google Doc. We have a band drive, and I think that's the way yeah. to go about it. It's the easiest access you can have. So a lot of times, yeah. I just text everybody and go, hey. I've done it, but somebody please just proofread what I wrote because it's 11 o'clock at night and I've been working all goddamn day and I've been reading all damn day on a screen right. and I'm not going to see some shit that you're going to see. So can someone please just give me a thumbs up on the text message? You know, I'm good to go. And 2020, we're doing Google group, Google band docs, it's not group chats. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get hit, baby. You got to. Drinking in the daytime, laid out in the summertime, living now. I guess I'm just a rain cloud downtime. I would take you when I can. It must be nice to pick and choose, love. Ooh, girl, in your top shelf, dick. I guess I'm just your pocket change. Guess I'm just your pocket change But I fell in the fall When the lake turns green like money Your eyes are so much bluer than the wind 
winter winds are coming in the fall when the lake turns green like money your eyes are so much bluer than the winter winds are coming Talk about the debt collectors calling and your phone's falling off the shelf Instead of tell somebody you just go and find someone to be a dollar in your purse Or some copper in your pocket Put your picture in a locket Told my brother where I got it But I'm slipping through your fingers like a whisper you don't mean I'm underneath your sleeve You can do it or without it But you talk, 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 talk And it's cheap, I know the answer but you're telling me I gotta change You're telling me I gotta change In the fall When the lake turns green like money Your eyes are so much bluer than The winter winds are coming Efficient, like you said, efficient. Oh, yeah. And what even is... even going with that, going like you said, with how you want to contact bands. I mean, yeah. a couple of the um, outlets, like blogs and things that have picked up our songs, they I think they've really only done it because when I've submitted the music to them, I've given them essentially the full press kit. You know, here's yes. the bio of the band. Yeah. Here's the brief description of the song. Here's your one line elevator pitch for like a, a Chiron or something like that. Yeah. And then they go, oh yeah, and they've taken it whole yeah. cloth. And just the work's it. already done. But yeah, yeah, that's what they want. There's they want more, it yeah. easy for them. They, they do. They yeah. do. Uh, as being a media professional, yes, <laughs> there's nothing it helps. There's nothing more annoying though when you give them that detail and you send them all the information and. Then they text back or they then they Facebook message you and say, hey, can you send me? And it's like you just send them a finger emoji that points up and you don't want to be rude because you still want to get the show. But it's also like, motherfucker, can you just just go? You obviously didn't read the whole thing. Like, right. Well, I'm putting all this effort in. I'm being professional. And then 
like Dan always says, we're, you're dealing with musicians. And that's oh, so, God, yeah. it's a fucking cliche, but it is what it is. You're dealing with musicians. You're dealing with, and you're also dealing with people who, within being a musician, it's not maybe their full-time gig. So maybe they're, they're running sound for two different venues or they're booking for three different venues and they're not taking the time to read everything through. It's like, brother, just go back and read it. I sent you all the shit that we, I could possibly send you. See, I'm very neurotic. So like sometimes when I'll send something Ooh. and I don't hear a response right away, but like I'll see them like post on social media on personal right. thing. I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. so you can post on social media, but you can't answer. Yes. Your right. Like, right. come on now. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like I understand that like even setting this interview up, like I've had a, you know, a fucking super busy couple of weeks and like mm-hmm. usually I'm really good at following up. And then like three days before the, the, the recording day, I'm like, fuck, I haven't followed up with these guys in about a week and a half. And I'm like, okay. Hey, are we all good? All right, cool. You know, I, yeah, no, I appreciate it. You were good. I didn't, yeah. I didn't want you to feel bad. No, no, no. You, you I, got a hold feel, of us, and it was feel, perfect. I feel bad for myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I have so many things going on, so many, uh, you know, good and bad things going on, and I'm just like, fuck. well, like Travis texted me today on the on the messenger with me, yeah. you and him, and he was like, hey, what do you need? And I want to text back. I'm like, I think we're just doing two electric because we didn't, we just whatever. I know it's just us yeah. three, but we didn't want to play acoustic guitar. We're like, let's just, right. let's just do two electric. It's a little different. But I wanted to text Chase and make sure because last night we were working on shit. But old Chasey Poo wasn't hey. answering my calls. Where was my phone? In my basement on the Amber <laughs> last night. And he took off last night. It's hard like, to get a hold of you when I don't have Oh, shit. And I was like, I know what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to leave my house 15 minutes early. Luckily, he, you know, if I was in shape, I could jog to his house. But... He <laughs> lives close enough to me where I could drive in the back of the neighborhood and knock on his door and open, Dude, or, open up the window, climb in and go, wake up. But you were up and Deuce texts me and Chase is in the shower. First time he's ever been late. That was that cracked me up. And then he's like, oh, he's singing in the shower. He isn't even worried about it, dude. I can hear him singing. <laughs> singing that Ezra Furman. I was like, at least he's in good spirits before the interview. That's great. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was singing off my headache. Wouldn't have it any other way. I, uh, I, 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 it's, it's, it's rock and roll. It's it's rock and roll. So you got, so you made this whole album, you made the new single, Uh you know, 2019 it's almost done. We're going into a new year and everything. What are your goals? What are the plans? Like, what can you play every continent? Yeah. Continent. Uh huh. All nine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's why you're an English professor. Yeah, you're right. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. We love goals. Be, I mean, what do you guys think honestly, about goals? Uh, spreading outside of the state of Ohio more would be yes. nice in and of itself. Uh, and We're that doesn't mean Michigan. Doing that. that doesn't mean yeah. temperance Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> Not to derail the conversation, but let me get a little plug in here. Yeah. We're playing. Uh, we got a few next shows coming up. November is a really big month for us. Um, for some reason. Yeah. November well, now. we got the... The Godfather Peapod here. Like I said, I was so stoked the Podfather. to do the Podfather. <laughs> Damn. I was so stoked to be, Come like on, I said, bitch. man, I've been listening to, you know, I was listening to you on The Zone. Uh, I, I just liked you because I thought you had a really authentic Dude, we voice were talking for earlier, the radio. You made love to your woman. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're soon, you're, you're soon to be white. And then right after, with Chase, don't in the say that. Peapod wasn't right. in the goddamn room, all right? <laughs> this house barely had electricity, all right? Dude, it was Peapod literally, we had a was fucking microwave. in some radio, and you're just. And you're Dude, I moved well. out of the house because I couldn't pay the rent anymore. And then I had it was still my a nasally st- voice, my my nasally baritone oh, yeah. voice was uh, was uh, getting everybody going. Peapot, so. I really like the sound of your voice. I've been <laughs> I've been listening to it for years. And no, I only do impressions of people that I respect. So <laughs> that was uh, fine. yeah, but I remember you know you know doing the you know doing the late doing night the nasty doing the late night doing the late night dance, and then right after it's like oh you listen to the zone too and. 
Sure enough, that was Stone Temple Pilots uh, with Plush, <laughs> and I'm like, fucking peepod, man. Yes, my Dude boy. used to walk around work going, peepod, peepod, the fucking pod. All the time. Dude, actually, this dude you was know, a character. We called, a, his name was Hippie. We, like, the we made a fucking. Pod. We made an album called Local Fame. Yeah. We ain't even locally famous. No. Dog, you're locally <laughs> dude, famous. It's a totally, and that's the thing. People are like oh, local fame. Oh, <laughs> People think we're like so fucking pretentious, like we're oh not. local oh, yeah. fame. No, it's a it's total a joke. fucking it's joke. joke. Yeah. I mean, oh. have you seen the album oh. cover? Yeah. It's five guys in it packed into one outhouse. Yeah, for anybody, yeah, I was gonna yeah. ask about that. I was like, was that a real oh. photo Chase. or like? Is it a real Chase photo? photo. That's, real. That's, oh, dude, that's as real as it gets. Story that's time with Chase. This is my father, man. You know, he dressed. He looked good too in it. What is he in the far left? He's in the I'd have to uh, second chance. Yeah, he's in the he's far the left. He's the one that looks like Mick Jagger. He, okay. lo- he looks like fucking yeah, Mick dude. Jagger. Okay, so a little backstory on how I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to pull it up while you're talking. I grew, I grew okay. up literally rock and roll. I mean, nobody in my family could play music. I was the first one that started playing music. But it was just for the sole fact of how much satisfaction that my dad and his friends because my dad would have friends over every night. That was Stones, like the thing. Baby. That was the thing. It was literally people every night smoking cigarettes indoors back when you could do that. <laughs> you can yeah. still do that in your own house. Yeah, but people, don't. But people don't. People don't. Yeah, when everybody stands up there in the so Midwest like, like yeah, I'm trying to fucking do my homework and I got a smoke-filled house. Music's fucking blasted. And it was always Stones, Bob Seger, Tom Petty. Shit, if my mom got a hold of it, it was Janis Joplin, Rod Stewart. Ooh. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, so yeah, so I grew up literally, I guess, subconsciously seeing how much like music influenced them when they were partying and they were having a good time, right? Like, literally, if you would have hit pause, I think everybody, everybody just stopped and they like, been like Who are like, you? What? What's, what's going on? But like, since the music was playing, everyone's laughing, having a good time, you know, hugging each other. That's what music should be. You know, yeah. And, and then I saw, I saw that growing up, literally almost every night. So I knew that like it's a win-win situation. If I learn how to play this instrument, I can be happy, and also I'm gonna make other people happy. You know what I mean? It's one of those few win-win situations that don't really cost money. You know right. what I mean? You can buy a guitar that costs money, but other than that. Playing music is free, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of what I... But going back to the album cover, though, there's a picture of my dad and uh, my uncle. And, uh, you know, he he was a farmer. He's a farmer. So uh, my grandpa owned the farm, and he would uh, hire Mexicans. And they would come up from Texas, kind of Mexico, every summer. They would come up, and like he like had little huts for them. And dude, they had some bomb ass breakfasts, from what I heard. You know, like that Mexican breakfast, oh, yeah. real yeah, Mexican yeah, yeah. breakfast. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know, so uh, next song title, real Mex- Mexican <laughs> breakfast, dude. So you know, like, so my dad hung out with a lot of Mexicans all the time. And in that picture, there's a few of Mexicans. And I think, um, if, if I'm being, uh, yeah, that was before Quinceanera, yeah. or I don't know how yeah. to say no, it. Yeah, that's correct. Quinceanera is boys, and Quinceanera is girls, I believe. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's why they were all dressed up. Um, oh, okay. But uh, and you and his dad, because you told this story before, but your dad was, like I said, looked like Mick Jagger, and you can tell he almost looks like a woman. He's so goddamn good looking in that picture. He used he's the to, one on the red, with the red pants. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's got oh, the red yeah. pants. Oh, yeah. Dude, if I, like I would brother. pay 
I've, all the money I got in my bank account for that fucking outfit. I'm that. I'm from that old school. Well, dude. it looks I like that much. That so yeah, yeah. That's how he dresses on stage. It almost looks like fucking Harry Styles before Harry Styles. But his dad was so good looking that they would ask him to escort all of the the young ladies, the sixteen year old from the Mexican family, Mexican yeah. families that were the immigrants on the farm. So he would like walk them down, you know, do the deal, and that's all of them kind of getting ready. And that that picture just stays true now as it ever would just a bunch of guys getting ready being stupid and opening up the door while their one friend's pissing like oh like, yeah. ah, you know? literally in an outhouse that's dog. like yeah. 75 maybe that's gotta be yeah it's gotta be and that's on the that's the back of that's at more point isn't it what the back that look oh that, yeah that's at the uh the launch ramp in more point yep, right right yeah. in michigan right yeah. when you get to southeast michigan that's what the that's really what erie point came from is we like kind of that more maybe not spooky sound the otter sound but it's more of it's really it's we're all from erie and point place the, the three of the conjoining members well four right. when we had our original drummer you know from erie and <coughs> point place and just kind of made sense chase hates the name but i love that he hates it but. fucking hate the name <laughs> What's your thoughts, Peepa? I've heard worse names. <laughs> there we go. Hey. I fucking naming hate that shit, name. Naming shit's hard. It's a work it's with so it. hard. It's well, dude, God. you don't got to go elementary style. That's like, hey, if yeah. we're going to start a band, let's be Steve Chase. There was, a serious, there was a series, I swear, like a few years ago that like there was at least four members or like four bands that, uh, not four members, four bands that had Black Swamp. In the oh, name of the name. yeah, dude. That was oh, sick yeah. for a minute. Our but drummer buddy, played but, Black Swan Rebels. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. That's one of the, my buddy, uh, my buddy Alex, who who plays in the Casket Company. Originally, when I met I them, they were them. called the Black Swamp Casket Company. Oh, yeah. They dropped Black Swamp, and they called themselves the Casket Company. Good for them. Yeah. So, like, I'm like, that's smart. Yeah. Casket Company is actually a pretty cool band name. I the, like that. Oh. They're a great band. Sorry, yeah, I wanted so. to make sure before we started just, you know, meat riding Peapod, but as great as he is, what I was talking about doing the plug, uh, November, this is starting the big month, but we had this starts at this weekend. Next weekend, we have two shows. We're playing in Covington, Kentucky, which is essentially Cincinnati, uh, playing with Saving Escape down there. They came up, young kids, they're 19. Uh, they have a, they had a big viral video like six, seven years ago covering a Tool song. They're from like a, they were, they were at some music academy in like New York. Oh but wait, I think school I know. Rock, yeah, yeah this school, school rock, rock kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. they're really talented. Uh, two chicks in the band that just rock the fuck out. The guys, both the guys play great guitar. Um, I think they switch drummers around. Which hey, I know a band that does that. But um, <laughs> any yeah. band that's out of this area, Jesus. right? So then, uh, then sorry the, people. The, no, yeah, <laughs> the next night, November 9th, so that was the eighth. November 9th, we're playing at uh, Howard's down in Bowling Green. That's our it's first time playing there. Yeah, a benefit. Yeah. Like I said, we love playing for charity. Um, we're playing. What is it for? A feline benefit? It's for, it's for the it's humane, for animal, society. humane society. Oh, which nice. what a you know cool thing to play for. Wait, and what then, are we doing? <laughs> that, that we're playing is the for most a common, common common thing to happen in the band. Hey, we got Four this band. people having What's one conversation, on? and then Chase comes in, still in the room, and go, wait, what are we? What we're playing for a cat charity? Dude, the humane, humane society. society. When next Saturday. next Saturday at Howard's in Bowling Green. <laughs> Read that's the goddamn group chat. chat. We've been talking about efficiency for a half an hour. We haven't even talked to the fucking band. Read the group chat. I've known. Jesus. I've known this that is we're why we get along so well. Yeah, this is why we show up to zombie crawl and you don't even know we're playing with a new drummer. I've known we've been playing a bowling Wait, he didn't know you had a new drummer Well, we're going to get on that. Neither did I. Yeah. You no, I knew. Oh, yeah, you I knew. knew. Jesus you didn't Christ. fucking know. I was so mad at you. I'm like, God damn, I know all you're Cleveland. Trauma. I love this. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> but it's all fun. We are it's... all really dumb in the best way possible. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're all in like pretty, 
you know, not prestigious, but in pretty decent professions where you'd think we'd have to be thinkers, and yet still we all... You're book smarts, not street smarts. Yeah, I oh, would no. actually... I, mean, speak I, can, for yourself, I can corroborate dude. that. So I'm in law school right now right. in Cleveland. That's why he's using a bunch of big words. No, no, no. We're going to get down with this plug. All but. the parts of my brain that have common sense, gone. Yeah. I had to ask what day Halloween was. Dog. <sighs> yesterday, after Oof. Ari had happened. Right. That's kind of how I am. So I need I need all these reminders, and this is just a this is the symptoms of the band more or less. Yeah. So, no. So I seriously didn't know that. Yeah, I know. For right, a we'll fucking cat charity. Well, then we're playing at anyways November November sixteenth. We're playing at the Ore House. Uh, we're having uh, hey, Travis Human okay. Juice Box. They changed their name. I'm not sure what they changed it to. You oh, know. Uh, uh, damn. Know. He just anyways. Said it to me. Yeah. Oh, they, they just dropped the bill now since we ruined their name. Oh God. Well, either way, those people who are in that. thing are playing at this place so (laughs) so we're gonna do that and then uh we got something oh we're playing at the sanctuary in detroit that's our first time really playing in actual like downtown detroit that's december 6th we played in ferndale but played in ferndale which is a cool strip sanctuary yeah we play with the fruits up there shout out to those guys they're pretty cool um like those guys a lot they play some good heavy hitters bass players great um and then we got a new year's gig we're doing at the park inn i think it's an open party so if you guys are downtown you know chatting it up come on down to the pack inn for a who are we playing with at sanctuary dude you don't know they're all detroit no i don't no he don't they they didn't finish uh, the bill yet left eye louie or something (laughs) 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 who is it it's like looking uh fucking Jamal, Jamal Crawford and the E Street Beats. Um, well, I don't know. It's some Bob Seger. No, Who knows? Bob Seger's the play at the sanctuary. Worst, worst it's Robert plug. Cigar. Episode sixty-five. <laughs> worst plug in in on the radar history. This is why we don't Great get point. invited. Anywhere. It's okay. So we never get invited. Well, we do get invited back at least for fun. But they're like, well, you're not going to get a very deep conversation out of them. But dude, at least if you for have a to say bit. you're fun, you're not fun. As long my we're goal, fun, dude, yeah. we're fun. Oh, we're still fun. No, I'm having deja vu. Yeah, you're good, dude. Don't touch me. Don't touch me, dude. Don't fucking touch me, dude. Keep touching all I want, me. Yeah, that's all we want to do, man. Just have fun. It's just have fun and play a lot yeah, of shows. But uh, back yeah. to the... Uh, the plug for the last half The hour? drummer. I can't okay. finish the goddamn plug because, Jesus see, this is all we Christ. do all day long. <laughs> Anyways. You're embarrassing. And everybody went, these guys aren't going to make it another month. So... Uh, no, but to, to continue the conversation, that's had, about, ha, this has happened before. We've had a, we had a band on and sadly about maybe about two months later, they broke up. It was, uh, uh oh, Travis, we're not going to wait. Two it months. was, uh, what if, we, uh, what if when we die, they, uh, we uh, scatter, they broke up like, like a few months after we name? interviewed them. That, that is an oddly poignant name. They probably yeah. broke up because they couldn't decide. on No, they, I don't know what happened. Like, but you know, I think the, the leads, I think the singer ended up doing like, is now starting to do solo stuff. I don't know what happened. Oh. Singers are and dumb. I and, and it's and it sucks because I really liked them. They were really fun. Matchbox. But, anyway, uh, well, we're uh, we're I always whenever when everybody prefaces with we're in between, I always think of Wayne's. We're like, well, we're kind of in between lawyers right now, you know. <laughs> um, so we're actually in between drummers right now. So this can go out to any drummers in the area. We'll actually be holding. Um, uh, auditions in a, in a sense at our at Audio Matrix Studio here in a in a few weeks, really around the Thanksgiving break. Since Ryan, you'll be home from Case Western, and we'll all everybody will hopefully be a little more free and people more have time off. Yeah. Work. So if you're a fucking drummer, come over and fucking yeah. Do, if we'll you want to have up. a good time and you want to play Basically. some some 
some, I, we think good songs and just really just have a good time. Um, we'd love to have you come try out. We have two guys that we really like right now filling in. We just lost our um, most our current drummer. Um, you know, ho- all the all the all the best of luck to him. Yeah, uh, Mike. You know, hope hope you you know do your thing. You know, he's he's trying to start a family. I can't knock that. You know, he's he's doing what he's got to do. So, not gonna have any ill will toward him. Um, but he's been with us for the last, actually, exactly a year. He, his first show was supposed to be Zombie Crawl last year before it got rained out. Um, and then he did the, his first show with us was the, was the album release party in February. So, yeah, that was, I think, his very first show no, with us. No, he did the, we did the Thankful for Grunge show at Oh, Frankie's. that's right. Sorry. His first show with our songs was in. Okay. At, I, I remember But we, we did the Thankful for Grunge at Frankie's. That, that was, yeah, you, were. you were sick as a dog. You had, like, the flu. We were playing Dude, Pearl I Jam. Some, I don't man. know. Yeah, I don't even know if That's, he even can yeah. categorize it as some. I don't yeah, know that what itis, it was. Dude. No, we. Uh, so I felt anyways, like a real grunge we're in between man. drummers right now. <laughs> um, and that's always been a struggle for every point. You know, where it's always it's always been myself, Ryan, if your name's Dan, Mike, and Chase. You cannot try. Out. That is literally a rule, an unwritten. Not even we need to write it down on a goddamn if napkin or something. If your name is Mike, you can't. Your name is Mike, dude, and you drum. No, just don't you, even fucking show we've up. We've had three mics, three and mics. we've had what, uh, four or five drummers. We've five had drum? five, five. We've had you know five. Three of them we've had Mike. three M's and two B's. I'm thinking about it. We had Mike, Brent, Mike, Brad, Mike. Dude. <laughs> Jesus this is too much. Yeah, it's hard I'm trying to find a drummer. It always seems like it's either the drummer or the bassist that it's always the first yeah. member of the oh, band yeah. to try to find yeah. somebody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah, you really. It's tough to find white guys with rhythm, man. You know, so what are you, what are you gonna do? You know, um, you know, Dan has great rhythm. Good God, God love him. You know, but He's got uh, that it's hard. Military rhythm, so I tell man. anybody, yeah, like, what would you? I just had a, a, one of my best friends. Uh, his son is my godson, actually. I was in his wedding, and he's been a, one of my best friends since we were, you know, 13 years old. And he said, my, my son wants to play guitar. And I said, don't get him a guitar. Well, why not? Because everybody plays guitar. If he really wants to have fun and be good at something and always just I'm like. I play drums. I said, buy him a drum. I said, well, they're like foreign. I said, shut the fuck. Get him literally a kick drum, a snare, and a hi-hat. And he'll and have gonna the time And you're going to be miserable for about yes. three years. But he's got a basement. <laughs> and he's that dad in that commercial now where the kids are playing drums and a guitar. And they jump around the bedroom. And then they go to dad. And he's got his commercial. soundproof headphones on. Yep. And that's he's like, dude, he's so. He's. Getting pretty good. So, and if you can, the younger you can start them, you know, it's just like, it's like learning and a he's language. White. He's white. And he's white. So, he'll so have, he'll have you can do it, kids. time to develop a rhythm. So, so by the time, so by the time you're, he's ready to drum <laughs> he in your band. Like yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, we'll probably pick him up. <laughs> so by the time we're in <laughs> Gotta have 50s, that role, baby. Yeah. Gotta have that role. So yeah, I say, you know, yeah. you just, just play drums, man. Dude, just get him, get him drumming so hard on to find that a goddamn fame drummer out. in Toledo. Yeah, I mean, it really comes down to speaking about rotation and all that kind of stuff. It's really just. You gotta have passion for the project that you're in. Yes. And when you're in a band like this, you could, especially like for larger acts, you know, you have managers, booking agents, all these kind of people that kind of run your life for you. You still have to be the number one person in your posse with the most passion for the project because yeah. no one else will. Yeah. You know, you have to be your best promoter, your biggest advocate because people will say it, they will do things that actually help you, but you have to be that driving force behind the project. Yeah. I really feel like that is all of us here in this. And the drummer situation has been unfortunate because it's not that their passion was waning. It's just that things in life trumped their passion right. for the project. And that's okay. And it also is unfortunate that we sort of have a natural unconscious 
sort of we create a sort of natural unconscious environment where we're all now really good friends and we were all we were all here at the you know the exposition of the band you know and and we were Ooh, here we at exposition the, at the point point you know we were we were there at point zero where everything started so we've built we've we've been able to kind of cut the bullshit and you know throw down the curtains and say here's this is who we are this is who i am and like it or don't like it and we all got along and we all put our passions into one thing and, and it's hard to, to jump into that it's world. really hard and i yeah, feel yeah. bad for any drummer that wants to play and but i'm just if if you're a if you're a fun guy and you just want to be a part of something fun and you want to be a part of guys that just like to have fun LG. and have a really deep okay. fucking passion for music come play with us you know but if not if you're not willing to you know do the little things if you're not willing to just the, well, then the little you, minute <laughs> shit like it does suck like half i mean 80 percent of the fucking band is got is a contact radio station. motherfucker got a contact blogs got a, yeah you gotta update the website submit to free playlists you gotta figure out just google shit you know you gotta just you you have to yeah. evolve you have to really evolve you can't just say well yeah. you know i i've only known it this way it's like dude times are changing I, you think i know what the fuck i'm doing i'm 29 like i also don't know about any of this shit so if you got to submit to playlists you google how do i submit to playlists or you google what is the best blah 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 you you really got to try to figure out what you got to do and if you're not doing it yeah. the this band is really good about calling people out and that's it's nothing fucking personal and if people want to take it personal yeah. that's up to them well have but an you gotta application have thick skin. fill out a fucking resume <laughs> We need three references. Reverse you know? that. Reverse that. Fucking that Ryan. Ryan texted us the other day. We're trying to find a drummer to fill in for these shows that we've already booked, and hopefully none of these venues hear this interview because they're gonna be like, "Wait a minute, there." No, I'm just kidding. But we all got we got a drummer for the shows. We got drummers. Anyways, Ryan's like, "Well, I got a I got a buddy I go to school with. He uh, he went to Berkeley and uh, he, he he drummed there, and he, I think he majored there. And we're just, you think I should ask him? And we're like." No, Ryan, don't fucking ask a guy who drummed and went to Berkeley School of Music and drum. He's like, all right, I won't. <laughs> Dude, I mean, dry he's a law student. I understand how it goes. Yeah, but. I know. But you know, yeah. if he can. But anyways, it's just more about you really have, like you said, what are your goals? Yeah. Our goals are to play outside of Ohio, of Ohio more. <laughs> Bringing it back to 10 yeah. minutes ago. Fine. That's how we do Our it, goal. man. Hey, man. That's what yeah. I do all my interviews. Yeah. So. so it's more about we, we felt, and whether it's delusions of grandeur or not, we won the best of the best in Toledo last year. And we felt that we, whenever we kind of book a show, it's more about booking the right show, like we were talking earlier. Right. Um, booking the right show over any show or every show really making sure that we run our own shows. So when we talk to Cody and Les, like for, you know, innovation music is, is who books the really a hundred percent of the bands that play in Toledo and the surrounding areas. When we book a show, we pick a lot of times the bands, unless it's an event, he already wants us to play. So a lot of times we'll play at our tavern and we pick a band or two, three bands, we might get Amelia Earhart. So we might get, you know, whatever they change the name of human juice box. We might get Rover. They're fucking dope. Uh, we might ask them to play. So we want to make sure we're putting 100% of whatever leftover effort we have, no matter if he lives in Cleveland or he lives down the street or Dan's working until 7 o'clock at night in a hospital and working on a dissertation. Like It doesn't matter. Everybody finds whatever leftover energy they have to put back into the band because it's the most, really, other than I say, other than family, it is the most important thing. And I look at the band like a family, and I think we put a lot, you know, all of our, you know, excess time into that. And if you're not willing to do that, 
your band will not be successful. I mean, you can't, you can't be, there's so much other minuscule shit. If you say, well, I'm not in the social media and I'm not, you think all, you think everybody just thinks social media is dope as fuck. It's not. I hate social media, but what you need, but you have to, sadly, because you got to roll the times you've been working at a radio station. Like you said, you're only 33, but you were working at the zone or wherever for 10 years. I worked worked for my company for about 10 years. It's 2019. Instagram was, was Instagram wasn't even around in 2009. Nope. So you know, shit, MySpace was the shit when we were in, you know, a freshman in high school. It's like everything is changing more rapidly now. You either got to say, if, if you're a person that's going to say, well, you know, I just don't do that. You're fucked right there. You just literally sealed your casket and dug six feet under because if you're not willing to say, well, I'll just take what I think what other people are doing that I may not like, but I got to figure it out and then make it your own. Because if you're not willing to, you know, submit to playlists, if you're not willing to, put shit on Instagram or hate, you know, take a goddamn selfie or do whatever you want to do. You, it, it's what, it's what you have to please the people. It's, it's <coughs> you work in entertainment, man. If you ain't entertaining, then no, no. one's buying and in. Everybody has their own wheelhouse in the band. You know, that's natural in any type of group. Right. Everyone's going to have a specific thing, which is why I've tried to do certain things to make it uh, almost like I've done like sample form emails or letters or like social media posts. So it's like, Hey guys, it's in the drive. Just copy and paste and yeah, send it. Right, exactly. like it's already done. Just I save emails it. and notes and then yeah. I go to the drive and boom, copy and paste. Yeah. Just again, efficiency. Right. So that way, even if you're not really good at, I don't really like to use Instagram and post and whatever, but like, yeah, here you go. Here's a sample post. Just copy yeah. and change the hashtags. Right. And you're good. Yep. Seems like you guys have a good head on your shoulders, and it seems like it's a lot of fun, and I'm very beer excited. Helps. Yes, and beer helps apparently. They, you guys have killed this twelve pack right now. I think there's what like three right you, five, like four. Don't tell anybody what time it is. <laughs> it's beer thirty it's early afternoon. It's yeah. beer thirty. It's Saturday. it's Saturday. It's, it's all right. It's, it's all right. All right. Um, but I really do appreciate you guys coming in. Thank you so much. And I cannot wait uh, for more for Erie Point. If we mm-hmm. want to get in touch with Erie Point, how do we do so? Facebook. Facebook is the easiest way to get a hold of us. Facebook Messenger. Um, you're going to talk to any various person. Mm-hmm. It, the email is going to say Ryan at Erie Point, but you may be talking to any of us. 419. Yeah, face, but You shouldn't have done that. Don't text Chase because <laughs> his phone's going to be at my house. So it's just going to go to me. So it'll be me responding. Uh, no. Well, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We do have our own mm-hmm. website, EriePoint.com, and our own email. We also, uh, yeah, we also do a thing called the Local Fame Show. Chase and I and Dan uh, have a nice little green screen behind us, and we that's try really to entertaining to watch. Actually. Thank you, appreciate it. We've again trying to progress, broaden out. Good. Yeah, I mean, Dan, dude, you really figure out how hard it is to be it entertaining. Is. It is. It's hard. It's hard. No, hard. It's I mean, to hard, literally bro. when like. Okay, so I'm sure you know as as a person, but you know, like yeah, when you I go think you know as, as a person, person, as a humanoid, you know, as a humanoid person, as a yes. humanoid when, when above you lie, dwelling, as, 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 a, as a human, yes, as a human ground dwelling animal. Motherfuckers, give me one second before we wrap this up. When you go live, dude, I'm telling you, it fucking changes your whole fucking mindset. It does. You know, like okay, you're live on air. You a know, lot of people, like, a lot of people are like, you should really do this as a video podcast. Why? It defeats the purpose of <laughs> yeah, like, right, like right. it's it would only Joe be Rogan good. Yeah, it's, 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 it, yeah, because Joe Rogan does. Fuck Joe Rogan. Oh, honestly, oh, yeah. 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 just like. 
just like the, the thing is like yeah like it's kind of cool to see like how people are responding to everything but at the end yeah. of the day like i'm a i'm a purist i went into radio because i enjoyed the message of it all uh-huh. like it doesn't matter who's saying it it's what's coming out of it so mm-hmm. like when you listen to mm-hmm. music when you listen to podcasts and everything what do you do you listen you don't yeah. watch yeah it takes it makes you stop what you're doing and you can mm-hmm. concentrate on yes. what's con- what's going on yes. so i'm yeah. a purist in that sense. plus these i mean at work podcasts are fantastic for just putting in your headphones right. and getting to work and that just gets you through your day you know it's we have 60 some episodes so go and uh, and listen to us at work so yeah, yeah. But, uh, hey. yeah there hey. you go check us out on the local fame show we're putting one out probably next week uh to give you guys updates on the thing we do segments last time it was not fun for me but we did uh shot collar questions and chase collar trivia, shot collar trivia and chase asked me trivia questions about pop culture pop culture or questions about the band and I got him. I nailed it. You actually got them all right, them which all pissed right. me off because I wasn't able to shock. But I still <laughs> shocked. He shocked the shit out of me. He shocked the shit every time. I'm yeah. like, got it right. He's like, man, you got it. <laughs> down, down. If you have a dog and you got a shot collar, do not put that shit on ten. I'm just telling you. Oh, who's right? on ten? It was he put it. I don't fuck around, no, you dude. <laughs> if you're gonna put a shot collar, on you put it on dude. seven or eight, dude. You're gonna put a shot. It collar was the upper neck? thirds. I'll say that. I don't so. give a fuck. How how close you are to a heart attack, dude. I'm fucking hitting the button. That's just and me. with wow. that. And with that. Oh, man. But first of all, we do want to say thank you, Peapod, for no having problem. us out. Thanks, Travis, for you know running sound, doing, doing everything you're Travis doing. Travis is a beautiful young beautiful man. Beautiful young man. We're all very Damn. kind of tall, Midwestern-looking fellows. You know, Peapod's got the mutton chop over going. Yep, yep. You'll see it in the photo for this episode. It, it, it's, uh, yeah. My, my coworker and I decided to go in on Movember. Hey, um, so we both, uh, sh- we both have facial hair already. So uh, he shaved it into like a Fu Manchu, and I shaved it into mustache to mutton chops. What'd you call it? Is a civil civil war? war. Civil like war, bro. You look a general. I look like I, you know, I look like I'm supposed to be in the civil war. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. So, you know, it's it's good. It's, it's, I used to do it when I have hair when I was younger, and a lot of people really enjoyed it. But like now, when I'm bald, it's it's really weird because then your eye like focuses like yeah. right in the middle of your face. Yeah. And if I don't have that's my microphone was if I don't have uh, facial hair like the only hair on my head is my eyebrows and Lord knows what's going on up there. So well, you got I, a nice shaped head, dude. Though. I was yes. gonna you got you got a good thank you bald head. You go about being bald the right way because I know yeah. I'm there in some years, but you don't want that Ben Franklin looking shit. You're no. not growing down the sides and then it's, it's like my mm. grandfather did that when uh, uh, and uh, unfortunately he passed a few years ago. But like oh, he he R. when P. he was bald like he 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 was like straight bald. And like he had hair on his side, and yeah. that's what he just kind of yeah. did. And my dad is like, you know how a mullet works, where it's like party up front or like business. Brother, up front, I just party cut my up. shit today. Oh, yeah. So like he he is like really balding. There's like small strains of hair up yeah. top, but he still oh, is yeah. like he's a Lebanese man, so he has like that Mediterranean like nice Ooh. curls and whatnot. Yeah. So like they went out of business, but the party kept going. Oh, so like yeah. it's like uh, that's what they do. Dude, curl. you gotta show me a picture of him, dude. Oh god, I got, yeah, Probably. I'll find it. I'll find it. Probably. I'll find a photo. Dude, I love that it's, shit. It's dude. it's crazy, but uh, yeah, no, thank you guys for coming on. Anything else you guys want to add? Uh, no. Steve's gay. No, Steve's not gay. No. Steve's not gay. 
No. Because gay's cool and you it ain't is. gay cool, baby. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you're not gay cool. You're cool, s- but you're not gay cool. We have to we gay say cool. gay cool, gay cool. Like you gay, gay cool, cool. You, you're the coolest. Like so. <laughs> and this, um, this is just demonetized. No. Yeah. Um, we're just. That just means it had to be monetized. All I can say <laughs> hey. is if you want to have a good time, come out and see a show. Because if you like what you hear on the recordings, I promise you it's a little, it's always a little different when you well, hear it actually, live. Actually, if we do have to say one thing, we're remastering local fame right now. Yeah. Oh, good point. Uh, we are remastering it. We're going to, we're actually remixing it. We're going back. And right now, whenever Ryan God has a chance in his busy schedule to drive all the way back from Cleveland, God bless him. Oh, um, but thanks, we're Dan. going there and we're remixing things, putting a little, th- we didn't have time touches, to do because yeah. we had, we- all right, to put it in perspective, I mixed and mastered local fame the two to three days before our live release show, show for it. Yeah. And I literally Ooh. finished printing the CDs. Uh, almost 30 minutes before I had to be at the Ran venue. in with the box. At we the had to be at the release. Oh, yeah, that's right. Me and you. So yeah. uh, we're, we're, we were... There were some things I didn't get to do for time's sake. Again, no, DIY, yeah. we put a deadline on it because we knew if we put a deadline on it, we have to have it done at this point. So it lights a little fire under your ass. But we're going to remix that, and then we're going to send it down to a place we know now through having recorded. Uh, shout out to Mike Brown mm-hmm. at Lava Room Studios. Man, what a fucking awesome guy to work with um but anyway we're gonna send it down there get it mastered and uh re-release it on spotify so if you like what you heard the first time and it'll it sound- hopefully be halfway better yeah halfway that's, that's all well, i get a little for. cringy every time somebody goes yeah i listen to the album it's <laughs> it's, not, it's not it's not done yet oh yeah. but you it's know out. it's early access album yeah. it's yeah. a new thing awesome so. Well, I cannot wait for that. Uh, if you want to listen and record with uh, Bigfoot Studios here in Waterville, Ohio, reach out to Travis Guyman on social media and websites, doing a lot of cool things, and it's a beautiful place, and we have a lot of fun here and very excited for uh, the future. If you want to follow this podcast, follow it on all the major social networks, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's all on the Radar PC. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartMedia, and basically all the major podcast platforms. If you have an opportunity to rate us, please do and review us it always just helps us get our name out there even more and uh we cannot wait for the future imp pod and you are you don't fight it feel it and i will talk to you uh next time thank you so much for listening to another great episode of the on the radar podcast take a moment and give a shout out to our friends over at stupid rad merch company now stupid rad is a great midwest independent punk clothing and accessory shop and it's also the official home for merchandise for bands like red city radio bad cop bad cop the bomb pops and so much more 
They're also really big into wholesale. So if you're into enamel pins, if you're looking for shirts to get printed, these are the guys to talk to. Go check out their website now at stupidradmerch.com. You can save 20% off their line of Stupid Rad Merch Company shirts, accessories, and so much more. Place an order, use RADAR, R-A-D-A-R, as a special passcode at checkout. Not only will you support a great Midwestern independent company like Stupid Rad, but you're going to turn around and help support us with the On The Radar podcast. Get rad with Stupid Rad and be rad by listening to the On The Radar podcast.